You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. What does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious... I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days, so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Well, children who have recovered from COVID-19 appear to be at significantly increased risk for developing type 1 or type 2 diabetes. How would we know that? This is, I don't believe this one at all. Wait, that doesn't even make sense. We've had a year. <laughs> How would anybody know that? I don't, I don't know. How would those two things be related at all? I don't know. Tucker Carlson's saying Viagra cures it. So it's, it's, (laughs) there seems to be some, I I won't call uh, misinformation. I'll just uh, say that there's differing information out there. I don't know, man. Well, I don't think we, Christ, we're not, we're not at lit. Well, we are at liberty to talk about these things because we're two human beings and we're two adults and we can talk about whatever we want. Actually, but we're Eric, fucking we, too stupid to talk about this shit. Well, we should preface this a little bit. So we're getting press. Everybody that interviews me for music magazines seems to know about our podcast. So <clears throat> in the off chance that you are arriving here through a music magazine, and I'll probably say this for the next three months, uh, this is an edgy boy podcast. Edgy by, boy. By two, by two uh, very progressive, compassionate human beings who just like to talk normal, right? Like just like to chat it up. So if yes. you have arrived here and uh, you, 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 for some reason you're confused about what a podcast is, which is literally just two white dudes seeing how close they can get to being in trouble, that's all a podcast is, then it, it, go elsewhere if that's not for you. It, it, it's really not that complicated. Like I don't involve myself in activities that don't appeal to me. I haven't been – there's a roller rink like – three miles from me. I haven't been roller skating once. You know why? No, no, not that interested. Not so that. <laughs> if it's not for you, just push on. It's fine. This is, this is edge Lord com- commentary on occasion. Yeah. But you know what? If people want to see, this is an interesting thing, right? We're in an, we're in an interesting situation where the podcast has, has been growing, but we've also had people that have been listening since day fucking one. And we feel like, you know, because of the worlds you're involved in and, and the, the notoriety you gain through that, um, we have to constantly, well, not constantly, but I guess we have to, we have to continually re-explain ourselves at many different points. And it's probably exhausting as fuck for the people that, that have been listening for a long time. But yeah, they live, they live for it. They live for our 80th rendition of, Hey guys, it's jokes. Be just be adults about shit. Don't be sensitive weirdos. But uh, everybody, if you're new here, <clears throat> it is what it is. It's it, it's two fellas, you know, just just chopping it up, chopping uh, it up. What, what you might call uh, barbershop talk, you know, just pretend we're African American. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, uh, well, so what? Are we gonna have to like dance on eggshells now? Is this gonna be like when the WWE in 2008, when Linda McMahon ran for Senate? So they had to like seriously clean everything up. No. So here's the deal. Like I won't say that podcasting is very lucrative at all, of course, but I will say that not certainly not ours. I will say that music is like super up and down. So if I get canceled out of music for 
like again say, saying as a joke that Jews did nine eleven, then I get canceled out of music. What did it cost me? I can just make music in my garage. It's not. I always used to think like, oh man, it'd be so tragic if. I was separated from the things that I value. It's like value what? Like I like making music. I, what are you going to do? Take away my laptop? <laughs> but but, but so, here's but here's the here's where it gets sticky. Is the people that you do music with? Yeah, but those fucking fools know what they're in for. I mean, they at least should. I mean, everyone like we all know who you are at this point. Yeah, like it's it's like I don't know. Like as I've been telling this listeners of this po- this podcast for th- three years. We got, we all got to get into finances because it's the one thing that they can't take away from you when some like weird, bitter person like devotes all their energy to harming you. It's we can shit on landlords all we want, but landlords are the only free people in this entire society. So, uh, shout out, shout out to my future, uh, uh, colleagues in in the landlord business. Shout out to the feudal lords. (laughs) Yo, what if I? What if I started like a clique of landlord dudes called the Feudal Lords? That would be sick. It would be be property owning Wu Tang Clan. (laughs) No, look, 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 look. It's it's uh, it's you know what? People are only you're experiencing an amount of success in a number in in many of the the. you 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 wear a couple different hats and you've seen growth in those areas and that's lit it's awesome um what it proves to me is that like like we could talk about the jeopardy thing right like the 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 executive producer of jeopardy getting crushed uh because he said like oh can i see your boobies like on a podcast in 2011 like we've been doing this podcast since 2016 2017 right early 2017 or so like there's never not an episode has gone by where i haven't said let me see your boobies to you. Right, exactly. And it's just like, so you've been experiencing success. Someone at some point, if that success continues to grow, and I hope it does, uh, someone is going to listen to every episode of this show. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. So that'll be fun. But I yep. think like you said, it's like a kind of a thing where it's like, Again, we're two normal ass people who don't mean anyone any harm. We're having fun. We're having jokes. It's very. It's it's it should be taken in the lightest possible spirit. And it's uh, jocular. Also, it's, it's, it's not yeah. even lo- it's not even locker room because I've been spending a lot of time in locker rooms lately, and the locker room conversation isn't what like Trump said it was. It it's straight up. It's dudes saying something wildly political and wrong. And then everybody else either jumping in to argue because they're also aging boomers have, who have no place to be or putting their heads down and just being like, I'm going to put on my fucking trunks and get the fuck in the pool. And that's all. Every time I go to the YMCA gym, <clears throat> uh, it is somebody in the locker room, an old man, almost always saying something. I wouldn't call it racist, but like definitely like on that weird borderline where you're making everybody uncomfortable. You know, like, I think we should have dropped a third bomb on Japan. Like, make sure it's done. And you're like, uh, what, why would you bring this up in a locker room? <laughs> like, like, like 80 years after it happened, why would you bring this up? What is he, what are you, what is you doing right now? <laughs> but I mean, but that's, uh, that's well, uh, pretty much my experience every time. 
Well, but well, see, this is you're displaying your autism here because when someone says locker room talk, I don't think they mean like literally what the talk goes on in the locker room. They're just they're talking about like talk between two dudes who are no other, you know, uh, sensitive or perhaps uh, uh, female presence is in the vicinity and they can talk blue about things and not really have to worry about that sort of thing. Like, like I, my I like it, the locker room I, talk that I have is like. Oh, you smash her? You, you guys smash yet? Is she hot? She got big tits? Like that's that's locker room talk in my world. But in a literal locker room, my point is that it's a misnomer. Right. Well, I mean, no, not in a, I'm I am very rarely in a literal locker room. It 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 I feel like I'm living in them lately. <laughs> it's 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 uh you know, it's just talking about things in the it's all, it, I don't know. It's just wh- wh- listen, who gives a fuck? Who gives a shit? I'm st- I'm sick of this conversation. Let's talk about something else. All right, we got a ton of news, but how do you want to handle January 6th? Because <sighs> anyone who's not tired of talking about it seriously needs to fuck off. I haven't looked at I haven't looked at a, a the the social media except to retweet. Like I I check it once a day to see if any, if I've won anything or if anybody's canceled me and that's pretty much it. So I don't read the timeline. I don't see like <clears throat> Instagram. I haven't looked at anything and it's been, uh, uh, it's been a week. Right. And it's good because I'm not compulsively touching my phone. I mean, I am, but I'm checking money. <laughs> you know I mean? Like I'm not, I'm not checking things that don't make me money. So that part's good. But as a result, I'm pretty, People told me that January 6th on Twitter was an eye-burning nightmare, and I did not see any of it. I felt completely – the only connection I had to it was like my father watching CNN uh, giving a military salute to the uh, brave anchors who uh, w- were talking about how uh, we somehow they managed to save democracy. And God. It, it, I Seriously, for anybody that – anybody that – I bet that our, the majority of our – listeners don't watch any mainstream news but they believe that that fox is worse they just have that in their head i will say with total confidence having watched both ends of the spectrum on these channels they are equally bad <laughs> they are 100 if you watched cnn for the last four days your brain would be total mush y- your brain would be a tapioca pudding of the words crisis democracy donald trump uh a threat like th- these these punch words that they just hit i'm not exaggerating i would say probably every 40 seconds and anybody that thinks that that's not an effort to condition you into something most likely condition you into a heightened sense of uh, like let's say a hyper vigilance against your neighbor <laughs> they're lying so these things are equally bad no matter what anybody says uh, you know, I haven't watched either to, 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 to say whether or not I agree, but you, you, cable news as a whole, it's a poison. It's, it's awful. Don't watch any of it. Just stay away from it. But like in regards to the January 6th thing, what I've noticed this year, this time around, right? Like it seems to be however you want to define it, the progressive opinion, the, 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 the woke opinion, whatever you want to see. Like, I think it's, it's pretty you won't get in trouble for being like yo stop if you go on if i go out on twitter and be like yo can everyone shut the fuck up about january 6th like who gives a shit that is not like a foreboding opinion i think 
the the obsessiveness over January sixth is like purely of the neo lib blue check uh, yes. elite oh, yes. class. You oh, know yes. what I mean? So that's where that's where we've arrived in terms of that. Like the most wokey doke will be like January sixth is a total fucking farce. Like anyone who can't see it as like being used as this, what I see it as is just like pure uh, posturing nonsense that leads to no material result and has no material value to anybody. Uh, it's something that, that the Democrats, since they control the levers of power, they can fixate on and be who they are, um, without actually doing anything to help anybody. And that's where they are their most comfortable. And that's, that, that's what it is. And I think if, if you like, I think that's pretty safe. That's like a pretty safe opinion to hold. They were asking Pelosi, uh, you know, a lot of uh, Republican critics of uh, th- these uh, this memorial say that it's a, a political. It's it's just a political thing that you're doing here. It's political posturing, and, and uh, Pelosi almost started laughing because she knows that's true. And she goes, she goes, well, they're uh, within their right to harbor that view. And like, but she was like, it, it was like what I would say if I knew I was caught in some bullshit. You know what I mean? Like I would like I'm almost giggling because I'm like the jig is up. Like this is crazy that I'm getting over on this. <laughs> you know I mean? So like it's it nobody is buying it. It it is purely blue check sort of brain that would be like yeah let's let's uh, have a weird uh, Hamilton inspired dance uh, like like river dance is celebration of that time that 140 people entered the Capitol and shit on Nancy Pelosi's desk like <clears throat> that's. That's what we're, this required a, I mean, not to be that guy, but I'm going to be that guy. But can we audit what this whole thing might've cost the taxpayers this, this last couple of days? <laughs> can we, can we talk about what the, the memorial to January 6th or whatever nonsense this was? Can we talk about what it might've cost? Could we pay for some school lunches with that instead? Perhaps it's it, like, here's the thing, man. And it's like, if you, you know, on that, I'm cause I remember, you know, obviously we all remember when it happened. It was only a fucking year ago. Like it was jarring in a way, you know what I mean? It was like Jesus fucking Christ, like what the fuck's going on? And obviously Trump egging it on as the president of the United States, not great. It wasn't great. It was, it was, as we, we talked about on the previous episode, Extremely cringe, extremely like, oh God, like yeah, Trump's got to get the fuck out of here. Like we got to get this dude out of the fucking, out of the white house and we got to put a, put a lid on this bullshit, but it's like, that's it, you know? And it obviously tragic for the people that died. A couple people died there. Really horrible, really sad. Um, it, 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 but it made the cringe comp and that's it. It made the cringe comp and like, we got to just, it got a new president now. You got new people in there. Let's, can we just, we don't have to fucking harp on this. Like it's nine 11. I know this is, this is hack material, but Biden is straight up like the, the insecure new girlfriend and America, the, the boyfriend keeps talking about the ex, you know what I mean? Like it, it it must be brutal. Like, like, oh yeah, I remember Uh, Trump and I had like a really exciting thing going, but no, but this is, this thing we're doing is very, it's cool. It's what I need. (laughs) yeah that's what it is yeah it's it and it's like 
you know, I, I just don't think there's like a need to, to harp on it. I don't think it was like people that suggest like that, that, you know, had, had they, had they got their way or whatever, like that the whole thing would have been overturned and that Trump would still like, that was never going to happen. Those fucking fools didn't know what they were doing. They just wanted to go there and wreck the place because they've like, I don't know. And then the one guy got tased in the balls and had a heart attack. Like that, like these fucking, like there was never any chance that the election was going to get overturned. There was never any chance that Mike Pence was going to be hung on the mall. When we talk about threat, the threat to our democracy, uh, I don't think people understand that requires a military coup. That was not ever on the table. (laughs) Yeah. So, So we can say Trump is a, is a person who doesn't respect democracy at all. I, very firmly believe that it's pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah. We could say he's an embarrassment uh, to, to the office of the presidency of the United States. Uh, uh no doubt. <laughs> we could say all of that, but the idea that he was a legitimate threat is just like a funny notion. My mother said, I said, my father was doing his like, Oh, he was a threat. He was a threat to democracy. And I was like, Oh dad, you're so, so decrepit and old. I just want to put, I want to punch you in the head so that my, hand goes through your paper skin and cardboard bones and just you die instantly and my mother said well i don't know if it was a threat but i do believe when he was in office he was the most evil man in the world and i said mom eric and i just did a uh a recap of 2021 uh did you know that a, a, a military junta took o- took over myanmar for the second time in the last 40 years uh and she said no i did not know that and i said you know that they uh they practice a very casual form of genocide where just on like a 30 year timeline, they've been, uh, I think it's the, what's the name of those people, the Karen people, uh, they've been just slowly, uh, uh, raping them out of existence and, uh, murdering the men. And she said, uh, no, I wasn't aware of that. I said, do you think that Donald Trump is more evil (laughs) Than the villain in a Rambo movie, is that what you're saying right now? And she's like, I guess not. And I was like, there's people out in the world with the real concern that an elected, or in the military junta's case, not elected official, is going to order their death. It's not, but like, why do we want to be the main character? Do you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, America's got real main character syndrome for sure. Like. Just it's it's cool to not be the most exciting place. <laughs> like, get over it. It's it's all good. We live in the suburbs of the world. Just let's have a good time. Let's do suburban shit. I'm going to cookouts. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, we don't got to do this crazy. Like, like oh, did you hear how dangerous it is in this side of the suburbs? Shut up. Shut shut up. It's not dangerous. This is relax. Yeah, uh, so I don't know. We don't got to fucking harp on January six like every fucking everyone else. I'm I'm like, it just it it like, it frustrates me to no end that it's like that that, you know, like when was the last time the Democratic Party controlled all the levers of power? It was probably 2008 to 2010, right? And in that time, Obama passed the 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 Health Care Act, and it was like, <clears throat> you know, is it like? Was that a perfect bill? Fucking obviously not. But it helped a lot of people. It did like a lot of real material good for a lot of people. And once again, 
as I've been, you know, a voting a person who's voted Democrat his entire life, we that party controls the levers of power once again, and we just haven't. They haven't done. There's nothing that they can hang their hat on. And like there were a lot of fucking promises of raising the minimum wage, you know, uh, increasing the level of of healthcare protection, student loan forgiveness. There was a lot of things that were like, oh, maybe we can make this happen now because. You know, the Republicans are just not going to do shit for anybody. Maybe we can make some level, even though, like, I, you can't really use the word progressive because it's like such a, it would be such a, like, drop in the bucket of what's con- even considered progressivism. But, like, maybe there's a chance now. And they just, nope, just none of that. And it's like, I'm, like, enormously frustrated with, with, with in, in that regard. And, like, enormously disillusioned and, like, enormously like yo f- this is all fucking bullshit and to s- when they you know harp on january 6th it's like yo fuck you you don't care about helping people you haven't helped anyone you control everything and you still are the aggrieved party somehow and you're about to lose everything because you i mean it, it, what's crazy is i heard, i heard a straight up like blue check blue pill etc talk uh, uh, cnn guy talk about the next the next midterm and the next uh presidential cycle as an assumed loss and i thought holy shit that when they say he's saying the quiet part out loud no bullshit like he's he is they're he they're just they know it that's crazy like that's like you're like the uh the football team in rudy or some shit you know what i mean (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> you're like well, we stand no chance. It's it's interesting because if you go through it back through, probably the last not a hundred years, but maybe the last fifty years of like American politics is like you can see this real interesting thing where like the it, at least in terms of presidencies, like this sort of ping ponging thing where it's like okay, you had uh, a guy like Kennedy who was like real handsome, young, charismatic. And then you had, you know, he got killed, he got Johnson, whatever. But then bang, you have a guy like Nixon, who is this like old conservative, like raw, you know? And then bang, you have a guy like Jimmy Carter. Again, this like very mild, like, hey man, like all good. And then bang, you got a guy like Ronald Reagan. So like, there's always an element of like, fuck you to like when people cast their votes. Like I'm sick of what's happening here. I'm going to vote for the guy who's like the complete opposite. You went from George Bush, dimwit to Barack Obama. But like you had eight, these, both of those presidents had two terms. I think going forward, we're going to see just one term presidents because we're just like the only sense of vote. Like we're going to swing back to Republicanism because it's going to be a fuck you to Democrats. And then they're going to get to play the whole oh, democracy's in danger, blah, blah, blah. And then it'll, you know, when the Republicans piss everyone off, it'll be another fuck you back to Democrats, right? I think we're just going to just do this ping pong. I think the only real sense of voting going forward is like a fuck you because no one's evidently no one's helping you. Uh, can I take us off of politics? Please. Okay. I, I was listening to you thinking – Oh, this is what I sound like. This is this is why people are always mad at me. So, I'm taking us off of politics entirely. Well, that's not true. Fuck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you know what crab brave is? No, I don't. Tell me. This is my idea for this for today's episode. <clears throat> crab brave is well. Here's the music. Hold on. Um, 
It is a, uh, you might recognize the track. It's, it's literally just a YouTube of crabs dancing. Okay. Uh, like, like CGI crabs dancing to a, Crab race. You hear it? I hear it. Yeah, crab race. Okay, so, so they're dancing, and it's just some bullshit that like, like a Israeli hookah bar would play. You right. Know? Like it's it's just like tacky, terrible dance music, but it's massive. It's got like you know the, the every crab every upload of crab rave on on YouTube has this one has for example 174 million views. Right. And what I found was, because I knew nothing about this, but uh, people leave like their W's on there because they they go to Crab Rave to celebrate. And I just want to like read a couple if that's all right. Yeah, this one is from this one is from. Oh, I should say that on New Year's, there was dozens of posts of I want to hear the drop right before the clock hits midnight on New Year's Eve and just dozens of people being like yo dude I tried it last night I was off by one second other people being like oh I was so close this is a thing that people do right <laughs> this is this is crab rave is is a thing uh and I guess a video game made this track like integrated this like a big video game. So like Fortnite style video game built this in. So now it's like kids are on it, but this is, I'm going to read some of my favorites. This is two months ago from Imad Hinar as an Iraqi. I'm obliged to play this tonight. What happened two months ago, Eric? This was, when was, when did he post two months ago? This is from two months ago as an Iraqi. This is um, Imad Hamar Hinar. Pardon me. As an Iraqi, I'm obliged to play this tonight. Two months ago, January, uh, November, what's today? November, November 8th. Uh, fuck, I don't know. What happened? Colin Powell died. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> so, love that. It's, it's people being like, Yanks are on your side. Fuck Colin Powell. I'm an American. Will you allow me to join uh, to share in this moment of joy with you? Hell yeah! Uh, and people are like, uh, "I'll drink to that, comrade." And, people, <laughs> and another person said, "Literally, why I'm here." They went to crab people. Multiple people on this planet <laughs> saw that crab saw that Colin Powell died of whether it was blood cancer or, or COVID, uh, and they said, "Oh, ooh, ooh, crab rave." <laughs> it's time for the crab rave, baby. Colin Powell's, Powell's dead. dead. <laughs> <laughs> Just an Iraqi on a uh, uh, on a like a like a. a, 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 a I'm going to say in the desert. I don't even know they got beaches there, and, and just like partying till dawn. Who do you fucking who? listening to crab rave? In 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 relation to our initial conversation at the top. How many people in the world are there? Do you think that upon your demise will will be pumping the will be bumping the crab rave? Half dozen. Yeah, I, <laughs> hold on, I, I'm sending you a link to ten to crab to ten hours of crab rave. <laughs> Don't read the comments yet. 
read the caption that the actual checkmarked account leaves for 10 hours of crab rave. This is from this, by the way, from September, uh, 2018. (laughs) How did you stumble upon this? Uh, my future stepson is a huge crab rave fan. (laughs) Okay. I think it's pretty old though, isn't it? It is. I mean, September for September, 2018. What is the caption on 10 hours of crab rave from 10 hour movies? (laughs) (laughs) Read it to me, please. Obama is gone. (laughs) I don't know. Where did Obama go in 2018? I love it so much. This is confusing. (laughs) People go to crab rave. Like maybe we're late. Maybe everybody listening is like, yeah, man, I go to crab rave every time something political that I like happens. Maybe I'm, this I'm going is old. To, is this old? I, I, I don't like, is this like, are we the last people to know this? I'm going to crab. As soon as they, as soon as the mask mandates go away forever, I'm going to crab rave. A hundred percent. It looks lit as hell. <laughs> uh, I'm confused. I'm just confused as to where Obama went in 2018. <clears throat> yeah. I don't, I, I mean, Maybe it took that long to make the 10 hour long video. Maybe it was just a process. Right. Maybe he's, you think the upload took two years? Here's a, yeah. <laughs> Here's a, it w- I mean, if I, with the, my jank computers, it would literally take that long to make a 10 hour long video. Uh, Mr. It Bad is- Bar says joy, escapism, happiness, flying through space, unreal <laughs> yet still imaginable. How is, is how this song feels. I want you to think about what a terrible, terrible grasp of the English language this person has. Joy. I mean, or, or maybe, or maybe not. <laughs> Unreal yet still imaginable is how this song feels. <laughs> I'm with him, man. He, this dude's on Molly. <laughs> uh, let's see. Day three of me listening to crab rave every day for a year. Uh, Let's see. This is this is bringing back memories. <laughs> I like I like the guy who says successfully listened to this whole thing on an eighteen hour road trip. <laughs> For ten hours, he was driving listening to Crab Rave. You know what? I I like that. That's just him zoning. He's a, that's a very zen dude. What about the guy who says I'm scared of crabs, but this is epic in all caps. Listen to this one, please. I've never. I've never known why the ending sounds so nostalgic. Takes me back to my childhood before this song even existed. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I I just, just a reminder for, for everybody at home. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait a second. (laughs) Wait a second. Because we've done the YouTube comment thing before on this podcast, and it was usually we we went for we went a route of like boomer nostalgia of yes. like miss your dad like remember you know going to the ball game with my dad and this in seventy five year old nostalgia right right how can that be you can't be nostalgic yet listen maybe to this. you can I don't know. Two weeks ago, as a true Gen Z, I am proud to admit that I am overcome with nostalgia just by hearing a single clack of their claws. Dude. Good time. That <laughs> can't be real. That's real. That can't be real. I refuse to believe that. <laughs> you know, Gen Z nostalgia. 
What does that mean? What, is that like is that nostalgia for like the like the badger the badger song on the internet? I don't even know what that is. Seven you know, badger, 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 mushroom, mushroom. I remember when the song was big. My PE teacher let us play it on a speaker during class. This is this is Gen Z nostalgia. The year Everybody, was 2017. Our Gen Z listeners, uh, do you have nostalgia for Crab Brave? Oh, that more. Oh, I. I remember this. Oh my God, the nostalgia. Me and my friends would have this and spooky, scary skeletons on when we were gaming. LOL. Oh God. That was, that was four years ago. <laughs> it's not that long ago. Yo, you're still living know. in those times. I'm not smart enough to, to know how to do this, but there's like, if I searched nostalgia on this, I think it would just be endless. There's so many people are just such a nostalgia. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah, I can just okay. I can. I think I can figure this out. Um. Yeah, it's it's just people saying like, "Wow, this I'm in my feels. This brings me back." <laughs> and remember, for people at home. I, I like the person that says this music should be at my funeral and everybody should do the dance. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, the, pr- the problem that I have with this is how unfunny you YouTube commenters are. The one that I'm reading has a lot of conversations about like, wow, I never knew crabs could dance like this. And it's like, eh. you know what I mean? Like read the other comments first, man. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> let's see. This is, this is weird, man. It's weird to be nostalgia. Yo, but are you ready? Are you ready for the – because it's already starting. It's setting in already. Are you ready for the Trump nostalgia? Oh, uh, there's going to be a generation of edgy boys that are like constantly talking about like they're going to be pro-Trump. But then the people that are like, you know, just so I'm clear, I really hate Trump, but pretty funny tweets, right? There's going to be a lot of that. That's me. That's me. (laughs) It is. No, look. Wait, we've already seen it actually. There's Trump there's, nostalgia there's, tweet uh, yeah. uh, accounts now. Yeah, there's 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 account there's multiple accounts, which is like is is it a psyop? I don't know. Is it like is it like a strategy from like a you know from you know Trump re-election committee or something like that? But yeah, there's already multiple Twitter accounts that just post his old tweets. And yo, it was funny. He was funny. He was such. It was like drill. It was having drill the president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like his he his ability to shit post, like it. It was fucking funny. I don't like, I like maybe not like, is it okay to say that he was funny because like we went through it and he's not the president anymore. And it's like, you know, the and world really didn't, didn't really didn't even enact meaningful legislation. Like the world didn't, I mean the world, the world didn't end, you know, like not even still, close. Like, can we just look back and be like, you know, it's pretty funny. We didn't even have a, we, th- there's presidents who we don't even think of it that way that had closer to nuclear annihilation <laughs> than anything Trump brought on. Well, well, the, the, the Palmer reports of the world are like, uh, you know, Hitler, it took him 10 years to, to come back and that's what we're looking at now. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating all the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. 
Listen, I've just got an intense nostalgia for Crab Rave. <laughs> I don't even know. Listen, I don't even know history that well to uh, like, I don't to, to what happened with Hitler. Did he do something in like the mid 20s and then he came back in the 30s? Is that true? <laughs> So my memory of it is that Hitler was locked up and then – so the beer hall beer hall pu- uh, pushed, right? Uh, pushed. Uh, was uh, like I guess like an effort at revolution or, or an effort at a coup. It went nowhere. He was incarcerated. <clears throat> and uh, then when he got out, he was like – he was like, wait a second. He's like, I, can, I could probably run for office. And uh, the energy around him was strong enough that they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's all right. He's all right. We can vote for him. Uh, he Yo, but, I, I, that's what I wonder about sometimes where it's like, I know like, you know, I'm not like when people elected Hitler at the time, was it like, cause the first time he was democratically elected chancellor. I'm pretty sure. Isn't that true? Yeah, that's correct. So, so was it, were the people was like the general citizen of that time just like, uh, I really don't like this guy, but like Jesus, everyone else is such a pussy. Yeah, I think that honestly was it. Like it was, it was it just a, like like what we went through in 2016, where it was like tr- Jesus Christ, Trump is like such a flagrant, like annoying, like just ugly piece of shit. But like, holy fuck, Hillary sucks too. Like, was it was it that exact situation? Yeah, I mean, I mean, let's not get into the. Uh, what's his name? Morgan Montrose, whatever, whatever the fucking guy that was on Rogan the other day that made the comment about uh, mass psychosis and uh, how. Oh yeah, it, it kept it kept him. Uh, you know, it, it, any comparison to uh, of our current situation to uh, pre-Nazi or Nazi Germany, uh, it doesn't fly apparently on YouTube. Well, this is the thing, right? It's like I, you know, making the. Uh, I mean, I know it's sort of like at least within the blue check circles to to compare Trump to Hitler. I'm not trying to do that, but like let's 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 say like the conditions right that lead to a strongman, populist, autocratic leader are they similar? Like in terms of people getting screwed over by establishment politicians who don't do shit for them, like is this not the conditions that ultimately lead to perhaps? a bad situation. Right. And like we said, you know, we went through four years of Trump. We were no better on the end of it than we were at the beginning of it. And, and I would even argue that we're work that we are in a worse place than we were five years ago. Is that all Trump's fault? Uh, he, he was there, you know, like he's, he's part, he's certainly part of the stew. Uh, um, you know, and now it's like, you know, they, 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 they put the lid on that, but is it going to come back in a real big way? I think it could. I think it could. You know what else could come back in a real big way? Tell me. <laughs> the beat. <laughs> Anytime you start talking about politics, I'm just going to crab rave. <laughs> it's the new national anthem. <laughs> that's, that's how we're going to do it. Uh, some someone comments. Imagine not falling asleep with this on. You know, when I was writing something that took place in a, a Georgia a forest, and I was listening to Georgia forest sounds as I would fall asleep for a while. Uh, this 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 is I could see it ten hours. And remember when I would just leave on uh, the hip hop hooray from uh, <laughs> Wolf of Wall Street for ten hours? Yeah, I do remember that. I, I like these ten hour videos.
I think I came back to the apartment multiple times with that just on the TV. <laughs> but that's a good that's a that's a good that's a that's a powerful vibe. Okay, so apparently what happened was that this was a this rave site. This was a New Year or a uh April Fool's Day joke. Like they thought that this was just a cute clever thing to put on, <clears throat> but it has 174 million views. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Okay. I mean, look, I only want to surround myself at this point in my life with people who want to have fun. So maybe it's the, it's maybe I got to go to the Armenian hookah bar and listen to crab rave with my brothers. What, what happened two weeks ago? What was in the news two weeks ago on the internet? Like what was going on on the internet? Uh, oh, I have no fucking idea. Because this person says, this is perfection. This is what the internet should be used for. Nothing like the darkness I have seen today. I agree. <laughs> what happened two weeks ago? I don't know. Fuck. Uh, what could have happened? Nothing like the darkness I have seen today. I mean, any day on the internet could just be that. It's true. Could be like, I don't know. Could be, uh, you know. Chris Noth got canceled. Chris Chris Novoselic. Uh, or what about that girl that uh, that was doing the farts? Oh, the girl that was selling her farts. You saw what happened to her? She had a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, she had some like she that was hospitalized for farting. That can't be. So she's saying that she's quitting because, and she took a bunch of photos of her in a hospital bed. I don't, you know, who knows what people are. She could have gone in there for an elective surgery and just been like, "Let's get out of this farting thing." I'm I'm pretty spent on it. You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe, maybe she maybe she made like fifty grand, put it in Bitcoin, and was like, "Yeah, I'm I'm done with the farting thing." I, she made a lot of money just from selling the farts. Yeah, at which any any woman on earth that doesn't look at that as like a as a golden opportunity for them, like you got to readjust your perspective. Well, once again, I I always say it's the Ferris Bueller's sister thing, which makes me like a boomer. But like, it, it, you should never look at people that are getting over and go. Oh, that I'm so mad. I'm so mad that, that, uh, Elon Musk only pays 4 billion in taxes. It burns me up. You should look at it and go, yo, anything's possible, huh? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like that's, that's how you should comprehend things. You shouldn't be like, oh, I'm kept out of things and I, therefore I'm hateful. You should be like, okay, so the world is about getting over. Uh, how can I get over? I can't imagine a fart would last in a in a in a little jar like that. No, I'd, I, I honestly, I've thought about this a lot. But if she was legitimately hospitalized, and she was tweeting all sorts of crazy shit, I guess like, like, you know, eating my seven eggs for the day. You know, <laughs> like if, if she was really putting that work in to sell fart, then I I guess it could. Maybe it could wear you out. You could get sick or whatever. I, I at that point, I just respect that she took it so seriously. I mean, she maybe she got some hemorrhoids just from like trying to force them out. Yeah, I think. Know? Well, that's apparently that's what it was. It was forcing it out. So, yeah, no, issue. that's not that's not good. Trying to meet that. But quote. imagine like actually trying to get the fart because I would just sell people air and then go, oh yeah, the fart uh, smell must have gone away. i don't know what to tell you i mean that's the thing how you would have to really seal it up tight and then like as soon as they open it it's gonna just dissipate it's gonna last for maybe like three seconds yeah but i think people want that hit the hit is what matters to people they can get that nut yo did you know kim gary is doing videos every day now 
Who's Kim Gary? Kim Gary is the the lesser of the two uh, Kensington videographers. Oh, every single day that he now or she now does a or they now do a uh, the, the, uh, today on Kens in Kensington every day. Maybe they're busy listening to Crab Rave. What if we went down to Kensington with like a giant fucking boombox, like big subwoofer speaker in the trunk of a car and just blast Crab Rave 24 hours a day? I mean, I think we've talked about this. There's those buildings in Los Angeles that are closed for the pandemic or whatever and just blasting music 24 hours a day, all like the entire pandemic to keep homeless people off their steps. And people think that, that there's something wrong with that. I, oh, yo, I, I had a, a meeting with s- some classmates on Zoom the other day, people I went to high school with. One guy is uh, like high up in, a, in city government, uh, a major city, uh, and his responsibility is the homeless budget. Uh, and I was like, uh, he, he declined comment when I was telling him about some of the shit going on in Los Angeles. <laughs> He was like, he was like, yeah. He's like, if it's happening there, it's happening here, uh, you know. Because uh, I, I mean, it's nowhere near as bad in New York, but like the type of weird uh, lowest bid contracting fraud that goes on in Los Angeles of, uh, around trying to help the homeless uh, almost certainly happens in New York too. But he would be a guy whose brain we should pick at some time and be like, how can we ensnare them in like giant giant traps and then send them into the desert to have to form their own communities? Yeah, I don't. Well, um, we've listen. We've talked about the homeless thing to death. I mean, it's it's as you said. It's like if you have any simple solution to this, you're a f- total fraud and probably a really horrible person. Um, I don't know. It's 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 actually interesting. This in in Los Angeles, it's uh it's a it's a may it's a new mayor year. There's going to be a new mayor at the end of this. Mm. So that should be interesting and probably pretty spicy. Probably a lot of dishonesty. Uh, probably a lot of. Uh, I don't see how it's n- going to be able to not be about the homelessness. Like I have a feeling that's going to be probably top priority. But it's probably also going to be like COVID will probably be a thing. And like like I think it's kind of interesting, right? Like people have a new, a sort of a renewed interest in local politics. Because I think the pandemic proved to people or like proved that it mattered, right? It mo- it matters who you elect because evidently they have the power to sort of just like turn things off if they want to. There you go. <laughs> it's like, but you know what I'm saying? Like, so I, I don't see, but they want to ignore the homelessness issue. So I don't know how they're going to be able to, 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 to circle both those squares. Like it's, it's. Uh, it's going to be an interesting year, I think, for the city of Los Angeles. Uh, I just know that the crab seems so happy in this video. I'm I'm divesting myself of politics. the 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 machinations of mankind no longer pertain to me. I don't care. I've I've elevated elevated above it. I'm a landlord now. You're I don't going care. into the you're going into the metaverse. Yeah, I'm I'm Mr. Dubrovnik. That that's you're, me. You're full Oculus. <laughs> I'm a landlord in the sandbox metaverse and I've got all my 
uh, crypto currencies. Uh, I, I'm just I'm I'm Frodo Baggins of the metaverse, and I'm just uh, I've got a little bag full of gold. Yeah, you got the you got the Oculus on, you got the dick suck machine, and uh, you are you're you're plugging into the matrix. You're saying that ignorance is bliss. Yeah, blue pilled, traditional blue pill, not political blue pill, but the actual like, yeah. Let, let me go back and let me jack back in that matrix. Which, by the way, did you give a review of the new shit? It just didn't make sense. Is that what? Is that your review? <sighs> it was an it was like an annoying movie. Like it annoyed me because it was I, trying. I, to- I watched somebody's review of it the other day that said, "Anyone who who says." that this is a good movie is not to be trusted in any way. Would you agree? <laughs> would you agree with that? Um, yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. Like it was, it was very obviously by anyone's measure, by anyone's standard, it wasn't a good movie. It was a bad movie. I will give it point. I give it points for trying to be different for trying to like, I, I give it points for being gremlins too. You know what I mean? Like being meta, being sort of a commentary on the notion of reboots itself. Um, I give it points for this was Lana Wachowski. It, this was the, the, the studio coming to Lana Wachowski and being like, look, this is getting rebooted, whether you like it or not. You want some say in how this goes or no? Cause we'll give it to, to Denny Villanueva or whatever the guy who did Dune. We'll give it to, there's a million people who will take this job and we will dance all over your IP. So, uh, what do you want? So she chose to take it. And she made her own, like, it's kind of impressive almost that, like, she was able to do what she did with it. Because, uh, you know, if if you were making sort of a commentary in any way, I would have to imagine the studio would be like, what the fuck? Like, no, just make the, just make the first movie over again. That's what we want, you know? So, like, I'll give it points for not just making the first movie over again. I'll, I'll, you know, it, it gets some credit there. But, like, it's a ridiculously uneven like sort of just mess and like impossible to follow and, and annoying at, in its worst moments. So the movie sucked, but like I said, it gets some, it gets some brownie points. Uh, I'm reading about the history of crab rave and Tell this me is more. just like a me. This is a meme for four channels. You and I are just so we're, we're old, man. We're spent like apparently all the kids are, they've been crabbing. They've been raving forever. Cheers to the cheers to the kids who were crab raving. Yeah, I guess so. It it uh it was it was referenced in Battlefield Five. It's it's like in video games all the time as like a, a, a as an Easter egg. Really? Yeah, See, this is how this is this is like it's very depressing because it's like, oh, man, when did I get old? Like I'm out of the loop on these things. Oh wait, okay. Look at how look how beat we are. Uh, the. Okay, this is what's up. So we are true. We're going to get fucking emails, man. We, <laughs> we are true boomers because I guess the Obama is gone uh, thing is a meme that people like when the, the, they they have a gif of the dancing crabs that they used when Obama left. So the guy who did the 10-hour video was referencing the internet meme of Obama is gone dancing crab. Uh, what? Wait, I, uh, wait, but where? 
Was so this was used when in 2016 when Obama was gone? I think that the guy that the there's an there's a two second gif of the dancing crabs that now that I see it I ref, I realize I have seen online. That was used in political forums like whenever like when people are like trying to demonstrate that they're excited about something they'll post the dancing crab and somebody used it for the Obama is gone. And, and now Obama is gone. Even if you don't, even if you don't harbor that sentiment, you, the meme is the dancing crab. Obama is gone, which now that I had to say that out loud, these are weird times that we live in, man. Very, very <laughs> profoundly weird. Profoundly <laughs> these, are like, weird. <laughs> these are very weird times. Like everything is a non sequitur because there's no stories left to tell. You know what I mean? Like every, I just had to explain like, yeah, so Obama left office and this, this dancing crab thing was an indicator that you were happy. So now there's an Obama is gone crab meme that persists despite the fact that Obama has been out of office for a number of years. And <laughs> I'm sitting here saying it to you and I'm like, like in my head, I'm just going like. <laughs> so is there is there is there a Trump element to this, or are they just people just happy Obama's gone? Well, but like even if if Hillary won the election, Obama would have been gone. Would they have posted this? I I, I that's a great question. Also, who I mean, hated Obama that much? Oh, you know what? Let's hold on. Let's go down the hole here. Um, How often do you think a subway Jared? Uh, do I think d- Jared from Subway? Yeah, yeah, Jared Fogel. Um, I guess I've, I guess I've thought of it. The problem is that like he's not good fodder for jokes because he's like too pedo. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like you know me. Like, if there's an edge case where a dude is like like saying the wrong thing or like whatever, like I'll jump out and defend him. But like Jared seems like he's straight up fucking weirdo. And oh, I mean, he's the darkest, the, like he's, he's, and, and this is kind of, I mean, it's hyperbolic on its face, but it's like almost, it's, it's, it's the most true, a hyper, a hyperbole could possibly be. He's like a monster. Like he's, <laughs> Well, here's the thing. I don't. Did he actually? Okay, everybody. I'm gonna have to go. Now we're not having fun anymore because Patrick's on Wikipedia reading if Jared actually touched the kids, or if he just, uh, or, or yeah. So he's a child pornography thing. Now, don't get me wrong. Child pornography. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> we don't have to do that. I just I was scrolling Twitter and a picture of him came across my feed, and I've just thought about like, yo, he was like a nightmarish. Like he's a nightmare person. Like I, I, we, we don't have to go through it, but people can do their own if they feel, you know, if you want to expose yourself to true horror, you can read about the stuff, uh, he talked about, right. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know if he ever actually did any of the things he talked about, but if those were his dark fantasies, holy fuck, that's like a chasm of void. Well, that's like the living void. So it looks like he owned child pornography, which we can just say is like, like it's not like you're saying saucy shit or like, you know what I mean? Like you're acting on your, you you might not be molesting kids, but you're, you're still acting on that shit. So we got to say that he's, this is a, this is a bad dude. Uh, but what's interesting is 
His first wife was a pediatric nurse. His second wife was a teacher. I I don't like, yes, that is easily a coincidence in a, in a world where those are pretty normal jobs. But now when you look at it and you're like, like, why are you surrounding yourself with people that surround themselves with children? You know, like, but, uh, yeah. Oh, maybe he like, oh no, he does have victims. Okay. I don't understand what's going on here. Anyway, incarceration is not going to be nice to this fellow. This is, this is not good for him. Um, Oh, wow. He says he's a sovereign citizen. I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, he's in, I think he's in prison for the rest of his life for, for a very long time anyway. Um, I just think it's funny that he, he went from like, you know, guy who was on TV regularly on these subway commercials to like the darkest of, of souls that like that you could ever possibly interact with. Oh, hold on. Do you think he was smoking methamphetamine? Um, you think that's how he lost the weight? What if it wasn't Subway? Because here's what I'm saying. He says, when you, when you say something in text that is so wild boy that you're going to go away on it, I always assume that you are high out of your mind. Is that fair? I don't know. Yeah, I get, well, sometimes if you, if you were aroused by that type of darkness, you know, the, 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 the thrill of the nut can get away from you and that you don't consider the, the, uh, the years potentially, maybe he's not considering the potential years in prison behind his, his wild boy shit. Cause it says he sent text where he said he would pay big for a 14 year old and that he craved underage Asian girls. Oh, nah, like, you know, now nah, I'm putting the kibosh on this, but here's my question to you, Eric. I don't want to talk about this. Oh God. But my question is if, if, I mean, how high risk a person is this, that you would put that in text if you felt that way? (laughs) It's like insane. Some people, it's like skydiving. It's, this is the only way they get a thrill. Wow. (laughs) It's, it's why they added the unsend feature to Instagram DMS. Whoa. Wait a second. Uh, This last thing I'll say on it. A psychiatrist who testified on his behalf, or for the defense, rather, for him, said he suffered a compulsive eating disorder for several years before losing the weight and replaced food with a sense of hyposexuality, which included a mild pedophilia. Mild? (laughs) Somebody caught a mild case. Caught a mild case of pedophilia? I don't know. (laughs) I don't think that's how it works. I don't, you know what? I honestly don't know. Yo, what if uh, here's the here's the thing? Here, it sounds very defense attorney to me. <laughs> what if? Yeah, well, yeah. What if we treated everything like the way we treat COVID, where like what you just said, it'll be like, oh, I don't think that's how it works. But you know what? I'm not a psychologist, so why don't we let every? Why don't we let them do? You know what I mean? Like, what if we did that for everything? Oh, you mean if we trusted the science and just said, well, this this person has a degree, I guess we should just, you know, I guess we should just listen to that. Right. Like, well, well, this person's a lawyer. They're obviously much smarter than me. They went to school for, and they did, you know, so I guess, and you know. Jared I, would still be selling sandwiches. Yeah, right. <laughs> what if we did that for everything? We're not allowed to just casually comment on anything because we didn't devote our, our life to it. Okay. Never mind, everybody. He did travel to have sex. He, he, so he, he did it all. He, he was running the table of this sort of shit. 
It's, it's I mean, it's almost it. Would we say Jared is even more egregiously disgusting than Gary Glitter? I don't know, man. It, Gary Glitter got kicked out of fucking Thailand. I, yeah, well, that's bad. I, How I bad do you have to be for them to be like, yo, stop? I told you the spot that we stayed in Cambodia had a sign in the lobby that said, please don't rape kids here. Like, a sign in the lobby. Like, and this was at like a, you know, it was like a, like a well-known, like nice hotel in Phnom Penh. <laughs> and it's just like, uh, it's, anyway, uh, but yeah, he's bad. I told you my experience with top of the pops the other day, right? No. So I was watching, this is a weird one, but I, I drug, drug shirts got an offer to play top of the pops. No, I was watching old top of the pops and like Jimmy Savile was a, a host for a long, long time. Right. And he, he, one, he was a pedo. Oh, he's like the epic British pedo. Okay. Because he's the one, he's the one that, uh, like, like basically w- was a huge donor to children's hospitals was basically he made his whole life about, yeah, you know, I'm like an, like a com- I'm a pundit and a, and a, a, a host of these shows and everything. But what I really care about is kids. That's the charity that I care about. That's the thing I care about. And he was just always, always put himself around kids. He's a profoundly evil man at the end of the day. But here's what is what's interesting. Another dude. On that same show, uh, John, what the fuck is this guy's name? Um, John something at any rate was a, uh, another fella who, uh, basically I was watching top of the pops and Jimmy Savile introduced John K. I forget his fucking name for the. Hey, here's what's going on in Europe because Top of the Pops is an English show, and they they introduce the guy that talks about what's going on in in pop charts in Europe. So Jimmy Savile, pedo, introduces John K, who turned out to also be a pedo. Went to jail. I'm reading that guy's case, John K, whatever his fucking name is, his case. the The kid that accused him went to a lawyer. Or, or PR guy uh, looking for help on his case to say, you know, this John K guy molested me. That guy says, I don't want anything to do with this. Go to the police. That guy, pedo three. So do you see like when I read this, I was like, yo, England is weird, man. <laughs> like England has a lot going on. Like that's like a, a Russian nesting doll of pedos. You know what it is? Like, so the Q stuff, right? The like weirdo save the children, like uh, Hollywood pedo state like type stuff. Like this is what they reference. I mean, maybe not this situation specifically, but it's like this is what they their assertion or some of their some of the people involved in that their assertion is that like. If you are given any level of fame television, if you're I- involved in Hollywood or whatever that like all these motherfuckers are pedos and that they'll just like, when you displease someone, they just get you out of there on pedo charges. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's, but it's interesting that like, (laughs) like, yeah. How all of these dudes were pedos or like, like how, like sometimes like multiple people involved, like these two dudes, like they were both like, how did, how were they both pedos? 
That's what I'm saying. Like, how odd is it that you could have? It's just too much. Well, you know what? What's interesting and statistically, what's, it's too much. Is what I mean. Right? Yeah. Statistically, it's pretty remarkable. But that's but that's what's kind of crazy. Is like, I, and that's another point that these that these you know people have the Q people where it's like if you look at like FBI and like you know like the, the agencies like dedicated to like taking this shit down. It's like you know the, the 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 like black market trade in like pedo bullshit is like fucking huge like the searches on google or like the searches on some of these search engines are like yo it's out there man like it's big <laughs> which is fucking scary because right you and like our the whole thing is always like yo it's kind of wa- like you have to question if sometimes if like it's a moral panic, but then you see these numbers and you're like, holy shit. That's what I'm saying. Like I, oh, I think everything is a moral panic. Every, but then like, it's like with pop punk shit. I've net, like I've played those rooms with those bands. I've never seen, I've been in green rooms with those type of bands. I've never seen, I've seen one creepy thing in my entire time playing music one. And so when everybody's like, like you know all the people involved in that type of music or pedos or whatever i'm always like listen i've played with those type of bands i I don't but then i'm always every time i defend somebody somebody else gets jammed up with some like real fucking weirdo charges so like i I have no idea (laughs) maybe it is as popular as maybe it's maybe it's uh, like crab rave just a thing we don't know about (laughs) i mean you don't want to know i mean like you want to as cynical as we are on this podcast, we don't like want to be cynical. I don't want to believe that I'm like just like every day of my life when I'm walking down the street, I'm like sharing the bus with a pedo. Like I don't want to fucking think about that shit. I can't imagine it's as I can't for the good of my sanity and the good of my, uh, uh, you know, how I feel about my common man. I can't keep it in my head that men that that's many are potential pedos. Uh. <clears throat> The other guy's name is Jonathan King. The part that I find super interesting is how differently things were received. uh, I guess this would be close to closer to 20 years ago Um, because he went to jail for apparently having sex with like 14 year old boys. And then when he got out, he's still rich. He's like a huge producer. Uh, Oh, by the way, Simon Cowell was the one that, bailed him out which is uh, wow not, not talked about very much wow <laughs> so like it's kind of weird that that one i mean maybe that's big in british in england but i i've never heard that simon cowell was like helping he literally bailed him out of jail on his pedo charge anyway wow. uh so he he writes two novels when he gets out beware the monkey man uh, and, and death, death f- flies. Death, no, pardon me. Yeah, death flies. Death flies. Missing girls and Bridget Bardot. Uh, and then he he writes two, like three autobiographies. And uh, he he makes a movie about his life, like self funded, low budget movie. No. And the reviews were good. <laughs> Wow. All right. <laughs> How weird is that? Very it's, weird. It was the movie was called Vile Pervert the Musical <laughs> and is and is a 96 minute film in which he plays all 21 parts. Wow. And, and presents his version of events surrounding his prosecution. Uh 
He portrays his viewpoint of the events responsible for his troubles. In one scene, King, dressed as Oscar Wilde, sings that there is nothing wrong with buggering boys. Uh, Jesus. Well, I, I mean, if he was supposed to be Oscar Wilde, I, I'd have to, I need a little bit more context. But the spectator called it a fantastically berserk bravado performance. He, it's interesting. That he, it's like you said, it's interesting the things that don't get talked about. Also, he to promote his uh retail or the pink marble egg which is another movie that he made uh he promoted it uh driving up and down the the street at cons uh with a giant paper mache egg on top of his rolls royce during the cons film this episode is brought to you by snapple Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. I think it's interesting the people that get turned into like media pariahs and then the ones that we forget about oh yeah and that are let back in or 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 never really left like why wasn't it how come the hollywood reporter variety didn't talk about simon cowell bailing out his pedo buddy i mean maybe that's big in england it could be it could all this could be crab rave where we're just boomers that don't know what this shit is I mean, as far as I know, Cowell is – listen, I'm not saying go out there and cancel Simon Cowell. I'm just saying it's interesting, the things that we forget about or the things that aren't focused on. I think that's sort of – I just – I'm not, and I'm not even saying that like like in the way of like, huh, very interesting. I'm not even saying like that. I just think – I think it's genuinely interesting that there's people out there that are persona non grata forever, possibly deservedly, deservedly so, and that there's some – that go through that that do certain things or go through certain things and they're out here chilling. I just think it's interesting. What do you think that's about? I have no idea. I don't know why no one cares about Paula Poundstone and her accusations. I don't know why. It's it's I but evidently no one does. <sighs> but, but you know all it takes is some fucker on Twitter being like <clears throat> Paula, you know, someone doing that sort of thing and that going viral and then she'll never be on the show again. They'll be like, "Uh, eh, Paula, they found out." Everyone remembered. You got to go. Sorry. Yeah, I, I'm I'm reading the Paula Poundstone uh, Wikipedia right now, and here's what's happening. <laughs> uh, yeah, these are not good ones. I wouldn't survive these ones. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> this, this wouldn't work out for me. I wouldn't be on NPR with these ones. No, probably not. Uh, anyway. We, we, we went to round this one out with a, we want to do a message. Yeah. Hit us with a message. Let's get one message here. Let's see what we got here. Um, we have, we have like over a hundred messages banked here. Um, no, this is a, no, it's a, what if they were all like your car's warranty is blah, blah, like, what if that was all, <laughs> um, Hmm. Okay. Let's do this one. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, I know it's not cool to be sincere, but I just wanted to say that I uh, went through kind of a shitty breakup, and I'm pretty fucking sad, but you guys' podcast has uh, been a source of joy in this pretty shitty time, uh, so I wanted to thank you both for that, 
And um, with that being said, I've been going back and listening to old episodes. And uh, I heard an old, on an old episode um, today, um, Pat said that he would get a Pickle Rick tattoo if the Patreon hit $1,000. So I'm just wondering if Pat made good on his promise and got that Pickle Rick tattoo. Um, and as a follow-up question, um, how many Patreon uh, subscribers would you need to get in order for Pat to get a Let's Go Brandon tattoo? <laughs> um <laughs> Thanks again for your podcast, guys. Uh, I really like it. Yeah, you never followed through with that uh, with that uh, pickle Rick. God, my girlfriend's gonna kill me if I come home with a pickle Rick tattoo. <laughs> you know what? Maybe she wouldn't notice. I've got so many bad tattoos. Maybe I could just like uh, convince her that I've always had it. <laughs> like, like, oh yeah, I got that when I was eighteen. <laughs> Like that's I mean I I think in that episode I I mean I mentioned how I know people I think I know two people with a pickle Rick tattoo. Fuck. I mean, dude, there's no, listen. I don't have many tattoos. I'm not really a tattoo guy. The tattoo people always explain it to me as, yeah, man. Like it's just like like you know they don't have to have deep meaning. Tattoos are just dumb things that you get because they're funny but, or something like that. Like if that's true, then go get the pickle Rick tattoo. What's the hesitancy? I, I mean, I, my only hesitancy is I, I guess I don't want to pay for it today, but uh, uh, you, listen, actually my real hesitancy on getting a pickle Rick tattoo, I, I don't know if I would qualified as hesitancy because I, uh, or hesitance because I totally forgot I said that, but my, my real hang up is my same hang up with all tattoos. It is being in the presence of tattoo artists. All right. I find nothing in life more painful. If you are one of the three tattoo artists that I like on this planet, then I'm not applying this to you. Every other tattoo artist can die. I fucking hate being in that chair, like listening to an idiot. I hate, and that's not just tattoo artists. Going to a barber is a nightmare for me. Like, I actually, my least favorite sensation in the world is feeling trapped. I hate, like, I've reflected on this a lot because if I'm caught in a phone conversation I don't want to be in, I'm like a baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't behave like a grown man. And that's because I feel trapped in this conversation. I, I like it's not good. And if you have me actually captive because you're cutting my hair or whatever, then nightmare. Tattoo nightmare. So th- that's the real reason. But if we know any like stock silent, like stoic ass, like just like you know, like uh, 80s stereotype of Native Americans, like just staring forward type dudes that do tattoos and don't care to say anything to me. Uh, we can pickle Rick it up. Pickle Rick it up. Come on, man. It's, it's, uh, we did, we promised that that would hit a th- We've been at a thousand for a while. So, yeah. yeah but, but then the, 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 the second question, how long would, it, how many subscribers would we need for you to get Let's Go Brandon? That's tough. I mean, I would have to do it as a combo. So Pickle Rick is like holding the words, let's go, Brandon, like the, uh, because that way it's an understood that this is just like a pop culture, like, like self aware joke versus me walking around with a let's go, Brandon. sincere tattoo <laughs> so uh i mean 2000 for sure at 2000 i would just get that have it for a year and then cover it up i mean 
the let's go Brandon thing is funny because it just means fuck Joe Biden. And yeah, like, I, I listen. It's what we always talk about, like, which is, wait, why would we need? I mean, it's. A, I think Louis C.K. has a whole bit about it. Like, if we know the word that we mean, why, what are we? What are we doing? No, but like, I don't even care about that because, like, it, it. People are like, why don't you just say fuck Joe Biden? If blah, blah. Like, it. It clearly bothers people, but it's, like, it, it, yo, fuck it Joe does. Biden it shouldn't bother weird. anybody. It's weird because it it actually triggers the people that it's intended to trigger, and I would to those people I would just say, why are, why are you walking into that? Stop. But but it, but it's also like, why would you feel offended? At someone saying "fuck Joe Biden," I uh, listen. That's the weirdest thing. Is what is this? Your boyfriend? Like what? St- stop. Who gives a shit? Like what has he done for you? This is the thing. He was like, like no one feels any. No one ever at any point felt any strong way about him. So why would you feel weird about someone saying, "Tell him to fuck off"? I like want to blow my head off. I'm. <laughs> I'm reading, I I'm reading. Paula Poundstone was in that fucking massive Pixar movie, Inside Out. In 2015, which is 15 years after her charges. Now, everybody, I personally am of the viewpoint that people deserve second chances in life. And it sounds like Paula Poundstone was going through a a rough patch. But I'm a little resentful that I can't think of a single male that would survive these allegations. (laughs) Like, this would would be a uh, hanging yourself in a Florida drug motel level allegation for a man. And she is in a Pixar movie. Well, I don't know. You, that's a, I don't know. Is that a, a helpful frame to put it in? What? The, are, are you going to be weird now and pretend that there's not a double standard here? Well, I'm no, I'm saying maybe, maybe the allegations were bullshit. I don't know. Well, I mean, she, she, she pled on them, which they could that means that they could be fake but like you okay so everybody understands this there's a sad thing in this world where you can be put against a wall by prosecutors or rather district attorney will come to you and say hey you could roll the dice but if we jam you on this your life is officially fucking over or you can take this deal and even if you didn't do it right you, you might take the deal. You plead guilty that for the deal. Yeah. Happens all the time. All the time. So, so it's not a good system necessarily. No. But uh, she, yeah, she's, her court records are sealed because she took a deal. Now, I'm just telling you, if I took a deal on something that my court records were sealed and that's how it ended, I would def, I would be in a closet in a, Florida drug motel. <laughs> well, but but here's the thing. But here's the thing. If this if this this happened in 2001, if yeah. this happened in the last five years, I don't know that she would survive it. Okay. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah. You know. So like, I don't know. I'm just like, it. it I'm taking this like I take you know all these situations. Where it's like I don't know what the fucking truth is. Maybe it was all bullshit, and maybe I mean, she deserves to be on fucking. Wait, wait. Don't tell me. I don't know. I mean, look, it's been 15 years and if there's been no repeat offense, it's it, all this shit is not my business. I'm none of our business. And, and truthfully, you know, like, look, maybe she came to people in private and said, like, I was a lesbian at a time that that wasn't, that wasn't kosher to a lot of people. And this was a convenient allegation for people to put against me. Could that's be. Enti- that's entirely fucking possible. Listen, for the record, I'm the anti Me Too because I don't believe a single allegation. So Paula, Paula Poundstone is like, yo, she's innocent to me. 
I'm just telling you, there's zero chance that a male would survive this. Zero. At, at least in this day and age. Well, but even, yeah, I don't know, even back then. It's like, yeah, I mean, Gary Glitter got hit with that shit and he never, <laughs> I don't he think he ever recovered back. from that. Subway Jared never recovered. Yeah, no, I don't think we're seeing him on uh, NPR anytime soon. No, 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 I don't think there's any, wait, 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 don't, don't, don't pedo me. Don't, uh, I don't think Jared's going to, there's, there's going to be a pedo rendition of uh, wait, wait, don't tell me anytime soon. I mean, it would, it would have to be more entertaining than the current wait, wait, don't tell me. That's true. I would at have least, <laughs> it would stir up controversy. If and it was interest. Jared, Gary Glitter, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Jonathan King, this other fella, uh, <laughs> it, if it was the three of them on wait, wait, don't tell me doing their little, like little pundit joke thing, whatever the wait, wait, don't tell me it's a nightmare. Everybody, if you've, it's never, a heard, nightmare. If you've never heard it, it's the worst programming I've ever heard. <laughs> it's so bad. But like, imagine like the person that you think everybody listens to NPR, or at least I did before it lost its fucking mind. Oh, I still, I still listen to, I still tune in to see where we're at. Listen, I, I, I don't want to trap myself in an echo chamber and I find myself listening to a lot, like the things that you would imagine that someone like, like, you know, rising and stuff like all this YouTube punditry. I want to hear what NPR has to say. In what the same clue, way, what clueless boomers uh, have on their mind? I think it's just very funny that like it's it's national public radio, and yet it is so squarely of just a certain type of like East Coast West Coast entitled liberal. Yeah, uh, like I, I, they should just call it the Connecticut Hour. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they should call it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it's it's just so not representative of the American public. <laughs> remotely yeah. remotely <laughs> like that that's what i find interesting about the whole thing and yeah it's 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 a challenge like i used to listen to it regularly and like not and find it like pretty you know whatever like i found my you know i, I found it non-objectionable for now, years yes for years for a long time and now it's like listening to it i'm like whoa holy fuck we're really on some shit these days huh yeah uh, like existing purely in a bubble over here like so bubble, and it's so funny because after 2016, when Trump got elected, the whole thing was, "Hey, everybody, we clearly all live in our own bubbles, and we gotta like maybe like rethink that." But we just doubled down. Yeah, we just uh, we just reinforced the bubble with steel walls. It's crazy. It's so interesting to me. Uh, I don't think I could do it for any amount of money now. No, if you got invited on wait wait don't tell me you couldn't do it i would go with a bomb vest on (laughs) i i I would attend but it would be the last episode of wait wait don't tell me (laughs) (laughs) oh god all right is that i think we can round it out yeah we're gonna go to overtime where if you wanted it, it overtime we can either do messages or we can Talk about we we can be four or five days late on the Patton Oswald thing. Oh God! Ah, oh, damn it! We didn't talk about that. Fuck! Let's talk about Patton Oswald. That'll be a good juicy thing. That should be. Uh, people should want people that listen to the show that don't subscribe to the Patreon. You should be enticed because that'll be a fun conversation. We're gonna kick it over to overtime. Same episode. We're gonna keep recording this episode, but we're gonna move this next portion over to Patreon. So what you do is you go to Patreon.com/slash Worst Possible Timeline. There you go. You go. You go there. You pay a little money, and uh, you get a whole shit ton of bonus episodes at this point. Like, a whole, yeah, it's lit. It's like the littest crab rave you've ever been to. Go to patreon.com/slash worst possible timeline. Give us some money. 
uh, at WP Time on Twitter. That's where you can yell at us. That's where Paul Poundstone. If you feel aggrieved, you can you can you can you can yell at us on there. I don't believe the charge is Paula. Yeah, I, I'm on your side, Paula. <laughs> Um, you can go, you can go, uh, at WP timeline on Twitter. Uh, you can call the number if you want to leave a message, 205-509-9785. You know, it's always interesting because I looked at our reviews recently on Apple and there's a lot of haters out there, but this guy, we, we, we seem to save this guy. This guy went through a breakup and we, we, we kept him, we kept him away from the edge. Yeah. I mean, I hear people that really like what we do basically every day. So I'm, I'm, uh, the haters, it's sort of a thing where it's like, thanks for listening, you know, whatever. I mean, people can hate it. Listen, it's, it's not for fine. everybody. It's fine. It's fine. You don't have to like the show if you don't want to. I just feel we, people are compelled to leave a bad review. Like you said, well, that's, a- I mean, that's, you're mentally ill. But, but that's the thing. Like, if you leave a bad review, you're unwell. So, like, I, I kind of just go, oh, well, you know, he's going through something. <laughs> uh, worst possible timeline at gmail.com. You can send us an email there. And we're going to kick it over to Patreon right now in three. It is now 2024, and the choice is up to you. Do you listen to good podcasts, or do you listen to bad ones? Well, we've got a suggestion for you. How about you listen to a good podcast for the first time in your miserable life? I can think of one. Overnight Drive. Going strong. 11 years now. The podcast about nothing. Your favorite podcast's favorite podcast. Do you enjoy nothing? <laughs> so do we. Why don't you come over and check it out and stop listening to other podcasts? Thank you. <laughs>